Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Recording in progress. Okay. Yay. Yay. Yes, this is crazy. Here we are. This is our first <laughs> remote recording. We've been doing this almost I three know. years and it always, I never even considered really doing it remotely, but yeah, we got it working. I hope. Can everyone hear us? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome. Welcome to the weekly transit. Hello. Uh, yeah, so we're trying this out because uh, I'm a little under the weather and I did not want Ingrid to get sick, but we still have to record. So we're like, you know what? Let's try this. Uh, let's try this remote thing. I mean, people do this. <laughs> I know people do it all the time. And also like Scott moved. He's in Long Beach now. So now he has to drive like almost just depending on traffic, almost an hour both ways. So this is a lot of driving. Takes about takes about. 30 to 40 minutes on the way up and then about an hour, hour and a half on the fuck. way back. So, no, fuck yeah, no. That's what back. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, okay. you know what I wanted to talk about today? I wanted to kind of start, I, I was just going through the, um, going through like all the different episodes and looking at the questions. And I feel like there's like a backlog of questions that I, that I want to answer. Okay. Um, can we do that at the top here? Sure. Um, so, okay. So, uh, Sydney was asking what makes an alignment positive or negative? Like why Ooh. is a square negative, but a sextile positive or does it depend on the planets? So I thought that was I a love- really good question. This is a great yeah. question. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I also have that question, really. Like, I mean, totally. I know that if it's a square, that means one thing. And if it's, yes. you know, a trine, that, you know, that's why? something else. Yeah. But why? You know, I guess that's the question is why is it negative, a square negative and a sextile positive? And I would just, I would say that I, I don't ever like to call them negative or positive. I like to say that a square is challenging and a sextile or a trine that's supportive. Um, it's a gift, you know, and the gifts are the the challenges are there to inspire you to open your gifts and the gifts are there to help you work on your challenges. So I don't feel like a square is negative. It's challenging, but it's it's challenging in that it's pushing you somewhere. It's like really in the the more negative it may feel is the more that you're pushing back against the direction that it wants you to go, the more negative that it feels. But if you are if you are well, working with the energy, then it's not, doesn't feel as negative. I mean, this is always true. And I always tend to say positive or negative, And you're always kind of reframing my <laughs> thought process. Cause you know how I get frustrated about, you know, it feeling icky, but I don't know if that really answers the question as to why, like uh, yeah. why it's different. I was thinking kind of like, you know, when it's noon, the sun is directly on us and it's hot. Like that's just mm-hmm. a fact that it, 
is going to be more hot and then when the sun goes down it's nighttime and it's more cold so it's mm-hmm. it is just depending on where the planets are aligning in the sky i don't know if there's any science behind this or if this is all just well, based on <clears throat> um you know observation over thousands of years that people have noticed when the degrees are in a certain angle then you feel a certain way just like an eclipse it's like the eclipse is very apparent because we can you know see the shadow on things but something like all these alignments we don't necessarily see but there is certain angles that are supposed to affect us in certain ways yes and the angle of the square is 90 degrees and that's a hard angle like imagine you know it's like like noon like the noon sun you know yeah coming down harsh yeah very hard onto us you know it's like uh i'm trying to look at some this is a (laughs) what are you looking at (laughs) well this is this is a very primitive drawing that i drew uh a long time ago but it's the only thing that i can find right now and i'm like you know what why not just just share this to give like a visual here like this is the square you know mm-hmm. so i could i could actually you know what i could use the uh uh the book there yeah the book that we that we did the basics <laughs> of astrology like oh let God. me let me see the basics i'm gonna find that right now uh where is this of astrology i mean i also have this right here look what do you book. have yeah there's the book exactly um, and the very Here end. is, I think this is the one that is the. Where's the square? Right? Sextile of square. So this is the like basics all of, of astrology. Maybe this is the, I think this is the. What about this? What do you, hold on. I'm not even looking at you. God damn it, Scott. <laughs> look at me right now. I see it. Yes. Okay. So here, let me. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up. Are we, here. Are we fighting gonna, for this? I'm gonna trump you here, and this is this is what we're looking at here. So these are the squares. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Kindle. So you see the squares, you know, they, but so to answer the question though, why is it challenging? Okay. So it's a 90 degree angle. That's a hard angle to turn 90 degrees is a hard angle. But like when you look at these signs, Scorpio is fixed water. Leo is fixed fire. Water extinguishes fire. Fire boils water, you know, looking at like Libra and Capricorn, Libra is cardinal air. Capricorn is cardinal earth. They're both cardinal. That makes a strong alignment, but but air and earth don't mix. You know, over here you've got uh, you know, the air and earth energy here with Aquarius and Taurus. They're both fixed, so they make a strong alignment, but air and earth don't mix. So that creates a square. So it's really the elements that tell us. In addition to just the number of like 90 degrees is a hard angle. It's the elements that tell us, you know, fire extinguishes or fire uh, scorches earth, earth extinguishes fire, water Um, extinguishes or water extinguishes fire and fire boils water. Yeah. Do you want to scroll down 
to the the elements because I think you kind of have that all laid out in there also in the book. Yeah, where's the elements? That's more in the beginning, yeah? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Down a little bit. Right yeah, those ones. Yeah. So this tells you about the elements and then and then when you look at like um whoa 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 I'm getting, I'm getting crazy here I'm getting crazy <laughs> like the sextiles like why do these work together you know it's water and earth earth gives water form water nurtures the earth air fuels fire fire raises the air so these elements work well together as opposed to the like so earth and earth and and fire they don't work well together you know air and fire work well together earth and water work well together uh water and fire water and air that's a challenging mix and so that is why you have these challenges and then these gifts and these are gifts too because it's fire and fire it's air and air it's water and water earth and earth they understand each other so gift challenge gift gift challenge gift this is so, such an amazing question <laughs> so yes so thank you for that question yeah, thank uh, you. Sydney. Is it Sydney Styers? So thank you for that. I mean, um, I think that that's, for me, that's the first things that I started remembering mm -hmm. when we, when I started learning from you, yes. like this language, because they felt there was like a reasoning behind it. Like I can mm. remember that water puts out fire. Yes. Like that makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, I can remember that. So then once you start learning the signs and what the elements are behind the signs, then it makes it really easy to know. I'm like, oh, I know that that's going to be a good match or that's not going to be a good match just based on the elements. So the the order of how you laid out the book is so important because it just kind of builds on each other. Once you know the elements, that's just the basics. And you can really know so much from just learning that without even going into the sign so much, just knowing what each sign element is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so, Scott, uh, you have to pick the fuzz off of your beanie immediately. What, what's going on? I you don't have, even see. You have like fuzzes like... Up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. Is it bothering you? There's... <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Is that better? Go. Yeah, that's way better. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, Thank God. you. Uh, so I've got another question here. This is from Linnea. Okay, Linnea asks, what website or app do you use to see where the planets are each day? So I use two. I use Time Passages, which is the app. Uh, I get the pro version. You can get it at the App Store. Uh, and I definitely recommend the pro version. Time Passages is amazing. I also use uh, on my desktop uh, Astro Gold. Um, so this is what I use, Astro Gold and Time Passages. So Time passages is extra cool because you can save everybody's charts and it's right on your phone. So I think it was 30 bucks, but like now I have like a collection of all my like friends and family. So when somebody wants to know what the fuck is going on, I can just go look at their chart and it shows you not only their birth chart, but what transits are happening that day, that hour, that week or whatever. And you can kind of go from there. And it shows the, like the very basics of just if you want to read into it yourself and give a reading, or it'll give you a little paragraph and tell you more about those alignments as opposed to like CoStar or all these other astrology apps that just give you, they just like read it for you and it's condensed into like one sentence and it's so general. So like mm -hmm. this is definitely helps. It actually allows you to learn when you are able to look up the transits on a daily basis and see what's happening for yourself or, you know, the people you're close with. Absolutely. And you can even, I, th I think you can, 
pick two people and be like, how are our things aligning yeah. as well? How which do you is match? super cool. How yeah. do you match? Yeah, the synastry. So Astro Gold, uh, also you can download, you know, everyone's charts and on onto Astro Gold too. But yeah, time passages is a game changer. I mean, once you start putting in the date, time, and place of birth of every single person in your life and you start looking at that stuff and it really helps you learn. Like, you're like, Oh my God. Like, so my cousin and my mom, they're both a ninth house Venus that I don't know why that makes sense, but it makes sense. You know, it's like, you just start to see different commonalities and recognizing similarities between different people in in your family or your friend group or whatever. So that's another great question. Thank you. And then Somebody, let's see, this is uh, BB Louise asks, hey, Scott and Ingrid, I know it's a bit specific, but maybe others want to know too. I have a natal second house moon in Sag and also just realized I have Lilith in Sag as well. Any insights? So as far as Lilith goes, I'm just going to be straight up. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not like an expert when it comes to Lilith. I really have to uh, look at every single chart that I know and see what Lilith is doing there for me to truly have a deeper understanding. I'm not the type of person that's really going to go and read a book about it. I, I have to have like a more my own experience of it. Uh, so I can't help you there. But, you know, as far as second house moon, Sag, you know, Venus or uh, Venus Ingrid is a second house moon. Uh, And so, you know, this is where we go back to uh, the basics of astrology. If I can find where I put it, there's so many things on my desktop right now. I'm totally (laughs) lost. Okay. So we're going back to the basics of astrology. Like if you want to know like, okay, well, what is a second house moon Sagittarius? You know, well, first of all, you know, what is the moon? The moon is, we go to the moon. The moon is the planet of emotions. So the moon is the planet of emotions. Uh, Sagittarius, what is Sagittarius? Sagittarius is honest, optimistic, adventurous. Okay, so that means that you're emotionally fulfilled by honesty, optimism, and adventure. Okay, that's how we connect the dots. Now we add in uh, the house, house. the second house is the house of security. You see how easy it is to put this together? Okay, I'm just like having a meltdown because this, you being sick, I feel like it's such a blessing. This is so fun to be able to see, (laughs) to be able to see this right now. Like, I mean, I look at it myself, but like being able to share this with people anyways, I'm just so stoked because I feel like this is kind of the purpose of making this was to be able to share it with people. And now we are yeah sharing it yes we're sharing it yes Ingrid (laughs) so you're emotionally fulfilled by when we add the Sagittarius okay emotionally fulfilled by honesty optimism and adventure and emotionally fulfilled by security you know by making sure that you have everything that you need in the material realm in order to be emotionally satisfied it's like when (sighs) Ingrid isn't making money she gets emotional have a panic and it's and it's (laughs) not because Ingrid is like you know, like some, uh, you know, superficial materialistic person, you know, she has, she's just somebody who's deeply emotionally connected to the material realm. So it's like, she needs the food that she needs to have in order to feel, you know, satisfied. She needs to 
have comfortable clothes that she feels good in and that she looks good in sitting on a couch that she likes to sit on all those sorts of things satisfy her emotionally because the moon is in the second house. So that's how we, that's how we break it down. That's why the basics of astrology is this sounds like an infomercial. Now, I know. But it's, <laughs> Wait, um, also, I was thinking you were just saying how fulfilled emotionally by all of these sensory things. But so the second house is also ruled by Taurus, which is yeah. like the next level. And Taurus is all about the senses. Yes. So, so like you could that's... you could look at the basics of astrology back to our infomercial here. Uh, <laughs> so you know, we we go back to like what's to say about Taurus, you know. Yeah. So if you're a second house moon, which is Taurus associated with the second sign, which is Taurus, and you are emotionally fulfilled by sensuality, by serenity, by feeling secure. When then, you don't when you're not getting these things, that's when you'll be emotional. When you are, that's when you're emotionally satisfied. And then wait, go back to the yeah. um book again. Yeah, and then yeah. also when we're looking at Taurus, if you go to the third part, it's the planet that rules Taurus Venus. is Venus. Yeah. So maybe we can go to Venus. So Venus, to Venus is what is Venus, Ingrid? What is Venus? Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, and it also rules the senses. Yes. So love and and you know that is something that's very important to you emotionally. If you're a second house moon, you know you love. Relationships. I love love. <laughs> you love being loved. You love yeah. you love beautiful things, you know? Yes. So yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> and then wait, there's there's a few more questions. So uh okay. could could more details on the North Node be added into the descriptions of the week and how to apply your North Node focus within each week the week? This is from 902 LMR. Okay. So we're always talking about the North Node. We have a video uh, that's yeah. on our YouTube page. I encourage you to go look that that goes deep. You know, it's it's I mean, it's fairly deep. It's like a seven minute video or 10 minute video. Uh, but I, you know, I give like an overview of each sign and house of the North Node. Um, you know, and in terms of like how to apply your North Node focuses within each week, I mean, that's just following your North Node focus. So like, how yeah, do you it's always do that? The same. It's all the same. Each and every week, it's the same. This is our life's purpose, like exactly. not a weekly purpose. So it's never going to change. We're always going to be working on our North Node. Exactly. So, you know, it's like you have each week, you might have different experiences that are pushing you towards the same purpose. So, yeah, that's the... There isn't like necessarily like this is the week that you work on your North Node in this way, and that week it's a different way. No, you're working on it in the same way through different experiences. And then the final question was, if you don't know your exact time of birth, not on my birth certificate, mom Yay. doesn't remember, um, is it possible to get an accurate birth chart? Contact me. This is from Nikki uh, Hoyt Hunzinker. Thank you for the question, Nikki. Contact me for a reading. We will do a, uh, uh, we will do, we will figure it out. This is, I do this with a lot of clients. A lot of people reach out to me and they're like, I don't know my birth time. What do I do? And it's, it's a really fun process. Yeah. There's only a couple of things you don't know if you don't have your birth time. So kind of 
process of elimination, Scott can kind of refine and be like, okay, well, it's either this or this and like ask you a series of questions to kind of see more about maybe, is it the moon that changes? I always forget what you're not able to see if you don't have the time. The moon changes. The moon moves, you know, about 12 12 degrees every day, but it's the, it's the rising. Like if you want, you want to see something so you don't know the houses and you don't know the rising sign. You don't know the houses, you don't know the rising. Like, look at this. Like, if I if I do this by the by the minute, this is uh, astro gold. You know, you can see how the the planets see how they're moving. You see it like rising. the The moon is rising here. So every two there's twelve signs. There's twenty four hours. Every two hours or so, there's a new sign rising along the horizon. So if you don't know the sign, you don't know your rising sign. You don't know which planets the houses are in, uh, and you don't know the exact degree of the moon. Uh, so, but Nikki, you you said here that you have you you know it's between between. 12 and two, that's going to be easy for us to figure out exactly what time. So I'll just ask you a series of questions and uh, it's a fun process and uh, we'll come to a determination of your birth time. Um, Scott, can you send me the alignments for the week? Cause I like to be able to reference them when we're talking and now yeah. that we're apart, yeah, I I'll, I'll email them to you right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So let Ow, me... my hair is hurting me. Fix your hair. I'm having a fit. You have a fit. <laughs> and then I don't know what's happening here. Let me try this again. Give you the alignments. Give them to me. I'm, I'm going to give them to you, Ingrid. I'm not sure why this just feels extra fun on the yeah. Zoom call, guys. Yeah. I hope you all are liking this because I feel like this. And also, well, we're like looking are at each other. Probably like, what's going on? If I guess you you need to watch the video in order. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it. Okay. okay. Ever, I would love to know. Um, please write us on our polls. I'll make a poll, or Scott, if you can make a poll, somebody will make a poll. Yeah. If you're on Spotify, um. And then you can answer a question. So that's usually where people ask the questions to be answered on here. So if you do have a question, you can write us, but also you can write us there. Or if you can hit me up at Ingaroo, I just forgot my own name, I N G A R O O, or Scott at the Weekly Transit on Instagram. And let us know how you like this specific format of the Zoom thing, because I kind of am loving it. Well, and then we were thinking we would have better ca- we could have better cameras we would upgrade because I have yeah. a webcam somewhere but this was like emergency so I'm just curious what everyone thinks about like this this versus the other the other format yes. okay I have I have the alignments here okay good now should we, should we move into the week we should and I know that I've told you this before now I was telling you to turn up your microphone now it sounds like oh, it's fuck. too crackly oh no Should we get into the week, Ingrid? Yeah, let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Okay, so this is the week of December 19th to the 25th. So we begin the week on Monday, December 19th. We're looking at Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat, Capricorn. We were just talking about both of these before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Aligning with two different key points right now. It's aligning with, uh, first off, Chiron, the wound in the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound. In Aries, the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. And also aligning with the north node, the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul. In the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. Taurus and Chiron is also aligning in a positive sextile with Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict in the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, Gemini. So, you know, in looking at this, in this, uh, these alignments, so, you know, relationships in Capricorn, Venus transiting through Capricorn, you know, it's like, what, what are your relationship goals? What are your, what are your, what are you ascending to in terms of your relationships or who are you in relationship with that is helping you accomplish and achieve your goals? So that is number one. And then can, well, wait, what are you going to say? Say something. What oh, you, you, oh. <laughs> you want to say something, say it. <laughs> oh, I was just. I was just writing out something to somebody, which was like, what were my relationship goals? Literally exactly that. Like this morning. Wow. Wow. Right on point. point. That's what you, that's what we need to be looking at right now. So when you're looking at, when you're looking at Chiron, when you're looking at Chiron squaring, squaring Venus, Chiron squaring Venus. I mean, that is, you're facing the fears. You're facing your fears with regards to relationships. But then Venus is also connecting to the North Node in Taurus, which is saying, well, what do you value? What is your self-worth? What is the status of your self-worth? You know, what are your likes and dislikes? You might be in a situation where you're in a relationship with somebody and you're like, you know what? I don't really want to eat Italian food because of whatever reason, but you know, my partner wants me to because he <laughs> likes, you know, do going to Italian restaurants, but I don't and I'm afraid if I tell him I don't want to go to the Italian restaurant anymore, then he's not gonna want to be with me. So what are the fears that you're facing in your relationships? It's like I want to take this relationship to the next level, but I'm afraid that if I truly put forth what it is I value, what's important to me in the relationship that the person that I want to reach these goals with is not going to want to reach them with me. Okay. So I have two things. Oh boy. Both relating to dating. There's someone that I was talking to and I was asking about like cooking food together. Cause that's something that I really love. That's and one they, of your values. Yeah, yeah. That's something that's important to me. And that makes yes. me feel like connected. And they were like, well, I don't really love cooking at all i actually just only think about the cleaning and it just feels stressful but they were like if but if it's really important to you then i would do that as an act of service because that's something that's important to you but not because i would be like enjoying it per se Mm -hmm. so like which i thought was very interesting yes then it kind of gives you the option i'm like okay so do i want someone to do something that they don't really want to do 
or is it okay to like compromise sometimes to get your needs met? Cause not everyone's going to be totally compatible on every level. That's interesting because, you know, I think it, it's so nuanced because I don't really like cooking either, mm-hmm. but if I was with somebody who really enjoyed cooking, then I could see myself doing that with them and enjoying that with them. But if, uh, so I, I think it is kind of nuanced. It's like, does this person, would this person enjoy doing it because you enjoy doing it or would they just feel mm-hmm. kind of, you know, obligated would, or would something? they take, yeah, exactly. Would they take the joy, would they, would, would your joy fuel them and bring them joy or would, would they take the joy out of it for you? That's really yeah, the question. I don't know. I mean, I feel like my kind of response was like, well, I don't really enjoy going to see, like, we went to see a, what is it? The world cup at like a bar. Like I could really care less about ever seeing a sports event really, but sometimes it's fun and entertaining if everyone else is excited, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't do it all the time. That's not interesting to me, but every once in a while, like it's fun because it's fun for them. And you're just like, it really just matters that you're spending time together. So sometimes it's just maybe that person isn't like, Oh, this is my favorite thing ever, but like they're just enjoying spending the time with you. So it doesn't really matter if we're talking about the activity. Well, no, I don't want to do that, but Mm -hmm. that's less important than the quality time together. Did you have fun watching the game? I mean, I kind of was just not paying attention to the game, honestly. So you didn't, you didn't cheer or anything. No, we were just anything to cheer. No, not really. Japan, Japan, Japan. (laughs) I've short circuited (laughs) Japan and somebody. I don't remember honestly. Japan and somebody. Wow, that's maybe Spain. I think Spain. Japan and Spain. Yeah. So I okay. okay, So I had that example of the different types of values, and then also what was the other thing? Oh, just in telling a new person what like my possible intentions were for a relationship, it brought up a lot of oh my gosh, what if I say all this and then they don't like me? There's like a moment of that after I already wrote it and sent it. Cause I was like, I've, or you think well, like while I was writing it, I was like, oh, well it doesn't even matter. Cause if they don't like me, then why would I hang out with them? Yeah. And then, so it definitely brought up like, you know, the Aries Chiron energy mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's like a wound there that I have to overcome and just, you know, putting my best face forward and just being myself. And then also bringing up like, well, I really have to value myself. If I didn't value myself, I wouldn't say these things, but I do. Mm -hmm. And I want this person to know that this is what's important to me. Yeah. And then also I'm just tagging on to that last alignment over there. The Gemini in Mars, Mars Mars and Gemini Gemini is like the communicate, the the direct like action oriented communication, which goes into all of that. Just like communicating directly about all of these things is kind of how you heal that wound to, you know, your self-confidence and like putting your face out there. It is scary and uncomfortable, but yes, yes. It's having the courage to ask the question like, well, you would do it as an act of service, but would you get any joy out of it or would it be not joyful? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Would it be torture? Like, I don't want to torture because, you. Exactly. Because maybe then, you know, okay, well then this isn't the right match. Like it sounds like you going to a sporting event or you watching a, a sporting event is torturous. You know, it's not I mean, fun. but I didn't feel, but I mean, I don't feel like it's not fun. I just wasn't really paying attention. I'm like, I can eat food and have a drink and, you know, talk to somebody and just not so really care. So, conver- so you were engaged with the person you were with though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah. I mean, it, it was, I, I just had no opinion really about the sports part. Sometimes I like right. watching like the highlights or like the Super Bowl. I'm like, that feels fun when everyone's excited. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm not really like <laughs> absorbing the knowledge. I'm just like, I'm here in this place. Like, but yeah. on a regular basis, I would never be like, let's go watch the sports game. I'm like, I like doing fun things. That could yeah. be fun on occasion to experience okay. something new and different. Yeah. And just be with people that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be so serious. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's taking that sort of curious look and saying, let's let's explore this let's see if this if this does work and and when we're looking as we move on to uh tuesday december 20th you can see we're still highlighting uh chiron and mars we're going to be highlighting them on wednesday and thursday uh but here they are again on uh tuesday because for these days monday tuesday wednesday thursday Chiron and Mars are, are going to be at 11 degrees. So this is really a week to to ask all those questions that you are afraid to ask. You're like, I would never ask that question. I'm terrified to ask that question because I'm afraid that if I do, it's going to you know create some kind of conflict between me and the person that I'm with. But at the same time, it's like... The lesson is you have to still ask that question though. It's like nobody wants to be disappointed by the answer like that fucking sucks to be disappointed or rejected or like find out maybe you are not compatible with somebody that you, that you would like to be compatible with, Mm -hmm. but otherwise you're not having an authentic relationship though. So it's like, that's it. You're doing yourself a disservice and you're not valuing yourself and you're not valuing the other person. It's like, you're making it into a facade. There's like a fakeness and yeah, it feels inauthentic when you're not saying what you need to say. You have to say it no matter how uncomfortable. Yes, absolutely. And that's kind of when we were talking about at the beginning, positive versus negative. It's like, it's not negative. It's, it's just uncomfortable. And we have to still do these things just because Mm -hmm. it's sucks or like feel scary. Doesn't mean that we like, it's not bad. It's just part of life and it's important. Right. And so on Tuesday, December 20th, we're adding in Jupiter, the God of thunder, Lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion to the mix in Aries. So, you know, this is going to bring hopefully some of that levity to self-assertion, self-confidence, to authenticity. It's like, well, I was afraid to be authentic, but now I'm not afraid. You know, I, I have the courage to truly be myself. You know, think back to what was going on in your life, uh, between, you know, uh, Let's see, what am I looking at here? October, May 10th, May 10th to October 27th of 2022. So really like right around May 10th, you know, like May 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, we're back. Jupiter is back where it was back then, because that is when Jupiter first moved into Aries was back May 10th. So we're getting some sort of revisitation there. In terms of, you know, if you're not showing up authentically, you may be pushed to be to show up authentically. Uh, and so Jupiter is going to remain transiting through Aries from December 20th, which is today, Tuesday, December 20th, until May 16th of 2023. So this is a time to really take take that leap of faith and say that I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up the way that I am. 
I'm not going to pretend to be someone else. I'm going to just be me. And the right people are going to uh, surround me and be a part of my life. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Okay. To being our, just to being more, be more of ourselves. Yes. Not, not being scared to be ourselves. I mean, that's the Aries energy. It's like putting your face out there. Yes, exactly. Put your face out there. So, of course, the last time Jupiter was in Aries was May 10th to October 27th of this year. Uh, but prior to that, it was June 5th to September 8th, 2010, and January 22nd to June 4th, 2011. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. Now, uh, moving on to Wednesday, December 21st, we're looking at the, yeah, talk to me. And before we move on, I just yeah. wanted to remind everyone that yesterday, even though it felt uncomfortable, it is a sextile. So that is like, and there's like that Jupiter luck expansion energy. So it's going to be a gift that day to be able to access that energy without it feeling so uncomfortable. Like usually it is uncomfortable regardless, but like it's going to be a lot easier. So take advantage of that ease Absolutely. on Tuesday. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, Ingrid, because yeah, it's uh, this, this is really a week where we are being given the courage to face our fears and to, to ask the questions that need to be asked in order for us to receive the answers that are really, you know, kind of driving us nuts because it's like, we've been afraid to ask the questions that we need to ask in order to receive the answers that we need. And this is the week that it happens. We're really being given the support to do so, to face those fears. So on Wednesday, December 21st, again, we're looking at Mars, forming that sextile with Chiron, giving us that courage to ask the questions that we're afraid to ask. Jupiter in Aries still, uh, obviously it just moved in yesterday, uh, but it's aligning today with the sun, the planet of light, life and vitality in Capricorn. So the sun moves into Capricorn today, December 21st, as it does every year. It'll be here in Capricorn until around uh, January 20th or so. And so this is, you know, it's we're, we're full into Capricorn season now. The sun, Mercury, Venus, they're all in Capricorn. So it's about work. What are we doing? What are, what are our goals? What are our ambitions? What are we what are we committed to taking responsibility for in order to accomplish and achieve our goals? Uh, and and, you know, what? What are the obstacles that are in the way? You know, Sagittarius is all about planning and and Capricorn is about implementing the plan. So the planning phase is over. Uh, and it's Wait, where time... is the Sagittarius? What's that? Wait, where is the Sagittarius? Where is Sagittarius? What do you mean where is Sagittarius? Oh, you said Sagittarius was... Well, when the, so the, oh, cause we're in Sagittarius season. No, no, no. We were in Sagittarius season. Oh, okay, okay, Sag okay, okay. So, you know, so. Sorry, I just didn't see the, <laughs> the symbol up there. And I was like, wait. It's all good, Ingrid. It's okay. all good. Let, let me, let me help. You know what? This is one of those things where it's like, we've got this opportunity now. Let's, let's take this opportunity to, uh, to show what we're talking about here. So, as you can see from back to our, our infomercial, uh, mm -hmm. the basics of astrology, you know, Sagittarius season after Sagittarius, 
becomes Capricorn. So, you know, another way to look at it is like this, you know, the planets were in Sagittarius. Now they're in Capricorn. And when I say the planets, I'm talking about the, the, the quick, quicker transiting planets, the sun, Mercury, and Venus. So all three of those planets in late, uh, late November and early December were in Sagittarius. Now with the sun moving into Capricorn, the sun joins Mercury and Venus in Capricorn. So now the sun, vitality, Mercury, the mind, Venus, relationships and the senses are all in Capricorn. So when they were in Sagittarius late November, early December, that was the planning phase. And now we're like the doing, accomplishing, yes. achieving, like in, in the material, it's an earth sign too. So it's like, it, we want it to exist now. These things yeah. need to be happening for real. Bring the plan into reality, implement the plan. It's no longer an idea. It's about, let's put this idea into reality so that we can see it. We can taste it. We can touch it. We can feel it. That's, that's the focus right now. So now with the alignment of of the sun and jupiter um you know that is a square so that means that you know maybe some of maybe we're feeling a little bit like overly optimistic like oh my god i can see everything's gonna be so amazing this is gonna be so crazy you know okay great but like let's stick to reality and mm -hmm. let's also recognize that I mean, you that's know, that we, fire energy is like very excitable and like can like burn everything down on, on accident, really not on purpose, but totally, totally. So like we might be feeling overly optimistic where we've set these expectations so high that now we're, we're only going to be disappointed. No. So, you know, what's the balance here? How can we find the balance? Like, you know, you can be super excited about what your plans are for the future, but let's also, you know, just focus on the here and now and, and every little step that we have to take in order to get to where we want to go. Okay. So moving on to Thursday, December 22nd. Again, we've got Mars forming that sextile with Chiron, giving us the courage to ask the questions that we're afraid to ask and to put those thoughts into action. It's also about putting thoughts into action. It's not just about asking questions. It's, all, it's also about, you know, acting upon your curiosity, you know? So with the example Ingrid gave us with, you know, well, I don't really like cooking, but I'm willing to do it as an act of service. If it's something you like, okay, well, let's see how that goes. Come on over. I'm going to cook. And if I have a, you know, you don't have to necessarily say this, but if I have a shitty time, then I'm going to recognize that, you know, because you have a shitty time, then I'm probably not going to invite you back over for, for dinner. But if I have fun, uh, just like, you know, if, if I'm wanting to watch a sports game and the person that I'm with doesn't like sports, like, like, you know, Gabriella, hates sports <laughs> she hates sports and so you know i've had to slowly learn during our relationship like she, but she's very very encouraging in another way where she's like i'm all for you like watch the sports <laughs> leaving the house and watching sports and because i told her i wanted to go to this football game and she's like great go do it yeah, yeah. exactly we were you just know, talking he, about he, this last week i think right like <laughs> encouraging our partners or who are in relationship to 
do what they love to do and accepting yes. them for who they are. We don't have to do everything together, but exactly. She's like, a good but don't, relationship make, is... but don't make me a part of it. Cause I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be a part of it. You know? <laughs> so She's like, yeah, I perfect. don't, you're never going to make me like sports. And the more that you try, the more that I'm going to be upset with you. So, <laughs> you know, so that's part of it. So, you know, it's like having the courage to sort of, um, to test the waters and, and see what works. That's Mars in Gemini sextile Chiron in Aries, but then we've got Venus in Capricorn, uh, aligning with Uranus, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected, the primordial sky God in Taurus. So something unexpected potentially happening here with relationships, uh, in a positive way, you know, where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to come over and, you know, you'll cook and I'm going to be there. And, and you realize like, Oh my God, this was actually really a nice time. I still don't like cooking, but I definitely enjoy being around you when you're cooking and you're like, well, I enjoyed you being here. And so that's nice. It's like, uh, I don't have to cook, but I keep you company and I enjoy your company. So, you know, it's about embracing your individuality and relationship, you know, or for the example of Gabrielle and me, she's like, you go and go to your sports thing. And I don't care like about it at all, but I'm glad that you're having fun. I'm happy that you're having fun and I'm going to be doing my own thing and I'm going to be having fun too. So it's like, we're both, yeah, it's the independence in relationship as opposed to the codependence. It's like, well, I can only be with somebody who likes sports because I like sports. It's like, no, I mean, if that's what you want to say, sure. But it, does it really have to be that way? Or can it be that that person likes sports and you don't like sports, but you still love each other? That's independence as opposed to the codependence. So, you know, Uranus in Taurus is is encouraging us to embrace our independence with respect to what we value, what's important to us, our likes and dislikes. And then Venus, the planet of relationships. It's like, I can like what I like and want to do what I do. And you don't have to like everything that I like and everything that I do. But that doesn't mean that we can't be together. We can be independent and committed. Okay, so moving on to Friday, December 23rd, uh, so we've got the new moon in Capricorn. We got the, the moon, the planet of emotions, which has joined the sun, the planet of vitality in Capricorn. We've got uh, Chiron here now sitting all by itself. If you scroll back to, to Thursday, do you see how Chiron has changed here, Ingrid, from Thursday to Friday? Do you see? Can you pick up on the detail here, Ingrid? What's different about Chiron? Uh, 11 degrees it's still 11 degrees well it was connecting with gemini and now it's by itself but what about that 11 degrees it's just stuck there so it's no, in but, but do you see what does this 11 look like here ingrid what color is it uh red fire red. it's red right it's red red means retrograde what color is it oh. here, Ingrid? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Well, I was guessing, I only guessed retrograde because I was going to say it's stopped. So it must be retrograde because it's still at 11, but yes. I didn't even notice the color. Okay. Yeah. So it's A black now, which okay. means the retrograde is over. Uh, that means that, I see. Uh, it's going to start moving. Yes. It means that the uh, Chiron retrograde is over. Uh, Chiron moved into its retrograde shadow on March 25th, 2022. So it's back where it was 
on March 25th, 2022. So think back to what was going on in your life, March 25th or around those dates, 2022. Um, that's where it is again. Now the retrograde began on July 19th at 16 degrees and 26 feet. Uh, it moves out of its retrograde shadow. It gets back to 16 degrees and 26 feet where it was on July 19th. It gets back to that point on April 15th. So by the time we get to April 15th, 2023, Chiron's moved out of its retrograde shadow. But until then, it's going to be touching upon all those same points that it was hitting uh, between March 25th and July 19th of this year. So that's just something to think about that this is a revisitation all of it it's a revisitation of facing those wounds and those fears and they come up multiple times because you know you face it once you get freaked out you fake it face it a second time and and you can handle it a little better and then you face it a third time and it's like you know exactly what to do so it's this is how growth happens it's 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 trial and error it's going at it again so but the big alignment for the day is the new moon in Capricorn. And if you want to learn how this is affecting you directly, there might still be some spots available to enroll in my moon cycle classes that are available on the weeklytransit.com. But this is the planting of the seeds of the coming harvest. You know, Capricorn is about achievement, goals, aspirations. It's about uh, you know, what is the mountain that you want to climb to the top of? So we're at the end of the year here, and now's a great time to start thinking about 2023. What, what do you want to accomplish and achieve in 2023? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? You know, what is worth your time? When you think of Capricorn, think of time because Saturn is the planetary ruler of Capricorn and Saturn is the god of wealth and time. So how are you spending your money and what are you spending your time on? What is worth your time? What is worth your money? That is what Capricorn is about. So what is worth your time to be working on? So, I mean, Capricorn comes at the end of the calendar year. So that is a, a, a period of the year where we start thinking like, oh, the year's almost over. Time is so important. We need to finish things. Like I need to reassess things. Like what haven't I completed in this amount of time? But this is kind of the lead up to the astrological new year, which isn't till Aries. So it's like, there's these little prep things for, for like reminders of what we want to be working on. Cause after Capricorn, Capricorn, after <laughs> Capricorn <laughs> comes Aquarius. So it's like, once you maybe decide like what you want to be working on and working towards and what is important to you, then you kind of bring that into your community in the next thing. And then, you know, it kind of goes from there so that we're we, you get kind of like two new years if you're tapping into the astrology it's like we do have our calendar year and the capricorn energy is making us more aware of the time we're spending on things so it is a, a perfect time to reevaluate yes um, but yes. it's prepping us for the astrological new year really absolutely totally i love that you bring that up because you know really it's it's the end of the calendar year, but it's also nearing the end of the astrological year, but that doesn't really end until early in the next calendar year. So this is kind of like, you're at this point now where it's like, maybe you, you're like, well, I clearly know what I'm working on because I've been working. I know what I need to spend time on because it's what I've been spending time on. So this is not like starting something new. 
This is like continuing with what you've already been working on so that you can reach that pinnacle. So you can get to that point of accomplishment where you can, by the time we get to the beginning of the astrological year, which is in April, you feel like, well, I've already accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And now I'm ready to begin something new. Um, before we move into the next day, yeah. um, do we want to thank our sponsors? Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's thank our sponsors. Amazing. Yes. If anyone is interested in sponsoring the podcast, if you go to our show notes, there's a link to support and you can donate $1, $5 or $10. And that just allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. So we really appreciate everyone that donates to the podcast and appreciates what we do. We appreciate you as well. Amazing. Thank you, Ingrid. And thank you to Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Janelle, Nicole, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent, Catherine, Merdinas, Aline, Robin, Stephanie, Brenna, Cassie, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Clarissa, Johnny, and Amber. Thank you. Thank you. And if you don't have any financial means to donate to the podcast, buying the book is an amazing way to gift yourself something. And that also helps us as well. You can review us on whatever platform you're on, write us a review, um, give us five stars. <laughs> yes. pretty, please, pretty please share it with your friends. Yes. We just got, I have to share it and make some little graphic for it, but we got like the top 1% for the most shared Spotify podcast. I know. And the top 1% Wild. for most content produced in our category and the yes. top 1% for a couple other things. And it was really exciting. So we really appreciate everybody that listens because, yeah, I don't know. I was just really excited and totally like shocked. Like the one, the 1% is a big fucking deal. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for just, just even just listening. Absolutely. Yes. So grateful. Okay. So moving on to Saturday. December 24th we've got Mercury the messenger of the gods guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination in Capricorn aligning with Neptune the god of fresh water in the sea the planet of illusion deception compassion and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish Pisces so Neptune is the planet of the unconscious Mercury is the planet of the conscious. This is that earth-water connection. Earth gives water form. Water nurtures the earth. You know, Mercury is that conscious reality to a sign, an earth sign, which is reality. Neptune is unconscious in the water, which is more ethereal. So this is, you know, how can you bring your dreams into reality? How can you communicate your unconscious, your fantasies, your dreams, and bring them into reality? This is the opportunity for Saturday, December 24th, when we're thinking about those goals and aspirations with the new it moon. Seems, it seems like a very healing. Oh, wait. And then we forgot. Was it yesterday what? was the new moon? Yes. It was just for setting our intentions. Yes. I was setting our intentions for what we want to accomplish and achieve. And then today is about, you know, bringing those dreams into reality. And it feels like a, I mean, anytime I see, 
Neptune and Pisces, I feel like that's just like a healing day. So it's like, we're starting to make those steps towards our goals. We're starting to put that into reality. That feels healing. Like mm. I'm healing myself by doing what I said I'm going to do for myself. Like that's, that's the only way to start actually feeling better about your life is to be doing the sa- things that you say you want to do for yourself. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, it is very healing. So saying like that my goals, my ambitions, what I want to accomplish and achieve in life, they have value. You know, they're they're important. It's not that they're more important than anyone else's, but no one else's they're is important more me. important than mine. You know, yeah. nobody else's dreams are more important than mine, just like my dreams aren't more important than anyone else's. Or they're I mean, all important. For me, for me, sometimes it's like, I really get wrapped up in other people's energy. And I love kind of being in the producer role of a lot of projects. And so learning how to figure out kind of the difference between like what my goals are and what someone mm-hmm. else's goals are. Cause they're not, even though they might be, you know, very similar. Cause we're trying to like do a lot of things together on like teams, mm-hmm. you know, separating from myself and asking myself like what I need to do for just for me, that's more important than someone else's goal. Cause I could easily just get wrapped up in making sure someone is achieving their goals. Like that's kind of what my role is in a lot of my projects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's an interesting um, mm. question to ask myself. Like what are my goals if they're not everyone else's goals? <laughs> and you really need to think about your goals as yeah. we always talk about, because your North node is in Aries, which is, that's why I'm always telling you, Ingrid, what's in it for you? Yeah. What are you getting out of this? Mm. Even with this own podcast that we're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, what are you getting out of this? You know, so I need you to be able to answer those questions for yourself. Okay. Are you ready for Sunday? I ready. Sunday, December 25th, the moon, planet of emotions in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, Aquarius, forms that positive sextile with Chiron and Aries. So this is really the Chiron week. I mean, every single day except for Saturday, we've talked about Chiron. So now we've got the moon connecting with Chiron. So it's, you know, the moon and Aquarius. This is Ingrid's favorite uh, lunar placement. So then I'll stop being all crybaby over here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's very logical. You know, we're just taking a uh you know a very sort of detached look we're pulling back and we're saying how does this make sense so you know how can you take a logical look at your fears your insecurities you know this this may be the day where you look back and you're like i can't believe i was actually afraid to ask that question or to act in that way in order to really get the answer that i needed to get to bring my thought into action Um, It really wasn't as big of a deal as I thought. So why did I make it such a big deal? And then, and then really think about it and intellectualize it in order to gain some emotional clarity and deepen your self-confidence in who you are. Yeah, definitely tapping into the logic of Aquarius can suck out like the emotion, like you can you can be logical about your emotions. And so then they're not running the show. It's like, yeah, of course we all have fear of doing things that are uncomfortable. Like why would you want to make yourself uncomfortable? But when we go through the reasoning process, we're like, Oh, we are going to do the uncomfortable thing to accomplish our goals. Well, 
okay, I'm going to do that thing. There's a reason behind what I'm doing. I'm not just doing it to make myself feel scared. Mm. Like, that's not a good reason. But when we're conscious of valuing ourselves and valuing our goals and making that a priority, then the discomfort becomes less emotional. That's just mm. part of the process. Yeah, we know it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's how you get there. It's like you're running a marathon. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you want to complete your goal. So you have to run and practice and do all the things to like get there like, it's not like magic like no one's just like oh it's not uncomfortable it's only fun like no anyone who's ever achieved their goals is probably or not probably they're gonna tell you it's not that fucking easy i think especially on social media we're like oh wow everything's so magical and you know people do the behind the scenes thing where they're just like they're like this is my beautiful instagram house and then you they look the other direction and it's like fucking pile of kids toys and dishes and it's like okay, you're doing a lot of work, but it's not always like pretty behind the scenes. It's hard work to get where you want to be. Yes. Yes. And anyone who has like the quick fix, miracle, magical thing, I'm like, that shit is not fucking real. And that's mm -hmm. a scam to get your money because it takes yeah. time and sustained effort to achieve something, which is the uncomfortable part, the sustained effort when you don't feel like doing it. Absolutely. We, don't, we don't always feel like doing the thing that we need to do. Totally. Totally. So, well, hopefully this is a week of uh, great healing and facing insecurities and fears and, and really stepping into your power uh, and, and having the courage to authentically be yourself and know what it is you're working towards and know what you're spending your time on and saying, you know what, this is worth my time. This is worth my money because it's who I am and I'm proud of who I am. Yes. All yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Scott. You're welcome, Ingrid. And I'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.